Hey guys, you're listening to Escaping the Clichés of Intimacy. We're glad you're here. I am Alexa. I'm White Tiger. And we are best friends that love talking about sex in order to have better sex lives. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My brief history is I was raised very... You mean your brief history of your sex life? Yes. Yeah. Yes. My brief history of my sex life is I was raised very conservative. I was raised very, you wait until you are married. Um, and I believe that because of that, um, my sex life and my intimacy life was very, uh, how would you, how would I say that? It's very, it was not exciting. Like no. it was to sheltered. Me, yeah, to me it seemed exciting, but it, it 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 really wasn't because I didn't know how far it could go. And then when I thought it could go the farthest, I was bored, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I experienced a divorce. And then after I experienced divorce from a narcissist, I really learned um, from you. Uh, and actually, you. <laughs> and actually, one of my gay best friends, mm-hmm. um, how to. Uh, how to have a better sex life. And also, I had another best friend that taught me some stuff, too. Um, so because of that, I learned. And I learned how to uh, do better blowjobs, how to have better sex, how to know that rough sex was okay. Um, different things that you're taught in a conservative background, especially religious background, um, are not okay um, and are against um, our beliefs and things like that. And I definitely think that that harmed my marriage and it definitely um after talking to you and um my gay best friend I definitely learned uh a lot more about guys and how to please them and what was uh what was good you know but you didn't start having sex until you were married yeah I waited until I was married yeah to do anything or was it just sex Well, I was supposed to wait. <laughs> uh, what really happened? I mean, so I think I was 23, um, and I remember we were not married. Um, we had been dating for maybe a month or two, and it was the very first, I don't know how else to say it, penis that I'd ever seen. And I remember genuinely being shocked because I had never had sex education you know being homeschooled and everything I had never had sex education. That's literally the first time you saw a penis not even from a book or a movie or anything was just in real life. Well I mean I had seen it in like little children or something like that but like never never never, no and like I mean babies like babies so other than that no I had no idea so when I saw I was like, what is going on? And it's super embarrassing to say, but this is how conservatives are raised. Um, I can't even imagine what it would have been like on my wedding night if I had not had at least experienced that, which is the problem with with a lot of cliches right now and like the conservativeness that we still have is it's very cliche to talk about sex or it's very cliche to talk about. Taboo. It's extremely taboo to like, yeah. 
Exactly. It's super taboo to talk about any of those things. So um, when you first started talking to me, because you were the very first person that really talked to me about it, um, I was like, oh, there's more than just like missionary position? Like what? Like different things like that. But anyways, going back to um, the first time. So the first time I saw a penis, I was, um, I genuinely said, oh my gosh, it grows. Like it gets big and then it's a grower, not a shower. And then it gets small. (laughs) But I can't do that. Wait, what is this? And I was genuinely confused. And thank goodness my ex at that time, um, he understood that I was that naive and uh, enjoyed telling me about it. And I was like, (laughs) still like, Oh my goodness. And I will never forget the time that he was like, uh, we should try putting it in your mouth or something like that. Wait, he used that as an excuse to get like, oh, like eventually, eventually. Yeah, eventually. And I was like, (laughs) what? And he like wanted to do it to me too. And I was like, uh, I don't like, I pee out of there. Like, that's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And like, he pees out. Like, I'm not doing this. And, like, I remember, like, it being so weird. And so um, I <laughs> I did it. And the... You did what? I put it in my mouth. Oh, okay. And, like, he kind of, like, taught me. But from uh, my... I, I don't know how to say it, but my gay best friend. Yeah. We need to have a name for him or something. We need to come up with a name for him because he's going to come up a lot. But because he taught me a lot too. <laughs> well, you got to come up with a name then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was, um, he taught me a lot. And one of those things was apparently that I was using teeth. And I learned that Ooh. last year. I didn't even know until last year, till 2020. I did not know. Not to use teeth. Not to use teeth. No one ever told me. And how many blowjobs do you think you gave him? No, that was when I had also, after after my um, separation from my ex-husband, I had been with other people. Yeah. So um, I had been with not just him at that point because after we got divorced, it was like two years later, I was starting to sleep, just sleep with people. Yeah. And I think it was like at least... At least four other guys, and no one said anything to me. Yeah, but, like, how many blowjobs do you think you gave out with using your teeth? I have no idea. Like, a lot? Yeah. Yeah, That's I That's shocking no that, like, it's shocking that nobody said anything, but then again, like, I've also had a guy tell me that, like, he had a blowjob from a girl where literally her teeth was cutting his penis like open cuts in his penis and he had to go to the hospital and he was out for like months and I asked him like well did you say anything to her why didn't you push her off of you like why didn't you do anything and he was too afraid he's like no I just didn't want to anger anger her or like make her do it worse or like I didn't want to hurt her feelings or anything I'm like yeah but like if somebody like used their teeth on, on my pussy, like, and actually nipped it, like, th- they'd be kicked in the balls. <laughs> well, I knew not, I knew not to bite it. Like, I was well, genuinely yeah. understanding that, so I knew, but, but I just thought, like, your mouth needed to be really, really wide, and I had to get better about this, and, like, I just didn't, like, I didn't understand. You gotta like, break your jaws. <laughs> and no one ever said that I was bad, like, I would get it wet, and then they just, like, 
and sent me or whatever. So, like, I didn't. Maybe it really wasn't that bad. I mean, maybe. But I obviously got a lot better after after Jay taught me what he taught. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that, like my that gay name. best friend, I like Jay. I that name, yeah. Jay, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, that is kind of my history with blowjobs, I guess, and, like, how I got better at it. But then, like, Jay taught me that, um, so, it was so interesting because we were just having a conversation in, like, a McDonald's parking lot. And um, he was talking to me about people that he was sleeping with and how great he was at blowjobs and, like, how people said that he was great at blowjobs. Not him because he's very humble about those kinds of things, which is very surprising, by the way, that he would be humble about that but like (laughs) he was very like well everyone says I am but I just need a break sometimes or different things like that and I'd be like well like not to be weird but like what makes you so good at it and I think that that's the problem that like conservative people that we're afraid of is we're afraid to ask those questions yeah even after I was married I was taught like it stays in the bedroom yeah and like that is why I think so many people's um marriages are falling apart is because of the fact that um I mean that's not why my particular marriage fell apart but like part of the reason is the fact that like no one would talk about it like if I would have seen my ex-husband's penis like on my wedding night I would have done more than just like chucked him across the room the first time it touched my vagina like <laughs> I would have been like he would have You're taken like, down his pants to me. he would have taken down his pants so I would have been like what is this like I would have been so confused I'm glad like I eased into it a little um but I feel bad for all those women and girls that have not eased into it and I'm not encouraging like um sexual activities like in high school or something but I'm just saying like I think that having a little bit of um leeway or experience with either blowjobs or education or having an Amanda like I said you know (laughs) like having an Amanda I said it (laughs) added it out (laughs) having a white tiger you know like having white tiger is um is what everyone needs is they need though they need white tiger and that kind of a role as a best friend. And if I didn't have you, then I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be where I am in my sex life with my current boyfriend. Like that's just, I wouldn't even have a boyfriend. (laughs) Like, let's be real. (laughs) Like, like, I don't know about that one. Like, so, so genuinely, I just think that it's a, uh, I rabbit trail, but I just think it's about the education of teaching these young girls. I think I I really think that people need to be speaking up like people who know this and are already experienced like need to be willing to answer questions or talk about it or or even ask the unexperienced people like ask them to to get their like you know to get a feel of where they are or maybe they want to learn more or like because like I remember when you were like you were uh, well, <laughs> coming from me, I feel like you were married a little bit later in life than I was. Because you, you got married... When I was... I think I was 24. Yeah, 24. And, and I'm 30 now. And I thought, like, when I met you... Because I met you and, like, you guys were married for a year when I met you. Technically, we started becoming friends. Um, after a year of your marriage, right? 
Well, right before I got married, because I remember well, I wanted we to invite you other. to my wedding. Yeah, but we mm-hmm. never we didn't actually start talking because we we actually yeah, had apartments like right across the street from each yeah. other. But yeah, <laughs> I remember after. like coming over and you were telling me like because I'm blunt and I love talking about sex. Like I absolutely love it, and I would try and like ask you questions about your sex life to see like. Because I'm genuinely interested in it. I like knowing about how people are doing and what new stuff and all that good stuff. Um, and and you had, I forget where I was going with this, but <laughs> you had it. it just it, it when you took were asking me, me questions. Well, it took me by a surprise that you were um, you were 24, so much old, not that much older than me, but but like you're, you're like you're just <laughs> month and nights right now. I know. <laughs> you're like three years older me yeah and you were talking about your sex life and I'm sitting there thinking like well she makes it sound so fun and exciting but when she gives me any details I'm like I don't understand it because it was it was from your perspective because your perspective it was it was the most exciting thing you have I had experienced I at hadn't the time. seen I hadn't seen um porn or yeah. anything like that I didn't I didn't know anything else. Your your perspective was so limited that it was, to it was one literally person. the most exciting thing that you've ever gone through. To what the narcissist had shown me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so then when you gave me, like, when I saw it from your perspective, I could see how much fun you were having. But then when I got the actual details, it was so confusing because I'm like, wait, like, you're, you're barely, you're barely doing anything. Like, it's, it's so vanilla. Like, how is that mm-hmm. fun? But, um, yeah, but don't then, even get me started about, you know, the no lingerie, the no needing to shave, any of those things that kind of like being with straight people after I got divorced, um, which I'm not insinuating that he wasn't straight, but being with people that were more into that, yeah, um, I think is when I went, what kind of marriage was I in? Like, there was no, um, like my boyfriend now, he'll be like, Oh, you look sexy in that. Or like, or like (laughs) if I, um, if I'm walking or something, he's like, Oh, your, your ass looks really cute in that or different things like that. Ooh, I can't wait to see that on you or something like that. Those were things that were never said to me in my marriage. I, I may have been told, um, well, you look pretty or you're beautiful, but, um, once I had gotten pregnant, though, those words weren't even there anymore. You yeah. Know? So I feel like he liked you in your little bubble and mm-hmm. he liked knowing more than. And actually, I found this out like in the, in the lifestyle, in, in my lifestyle, like it is so common to see women that don't know that are a little bit inexperienced. And then the men just have like not even that much more experience, but because they do have more experience, they think they're higher up than that woman. And they love the fact that the women are inexperienced and that they can control them because they use it as a sense of control. And they're like, no, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to do it. And this is how it's supposed to be done. And they like, they build this sense of reality mm-hmm. into their women. And that's all the women know, because that's the only perspective they see. And that's, again, another reason why I feel like other women out there, more experienced women, um, need to be speaking up and, like, asking questions. And, like, like, because I, I feel like one of the reasons we're on this earth is to enjoy the most precious things in the world. And a great sex life 
and everything that you can experience in a great sex life is one of those incredible things that that's that that's like we're like we're humans we're not animals we don't just fuck to reproduce like we fuck to have fun like it's it's meant to be something incredibly fun and if us as women aren't talking about and communicating to the younger generation or the less experienced generation and like informing them on no that's not how it's supposed to look like or that's a little bit controlling or you're in a bubble or you know just like giving them a different kind of perspective for them to at least to give them the freedom to choose yeah because i feel like you never had the freedom to choose Mm -hmm. you didn't have the freedom to choose like he told you what to do he told you how to do it he told you what it was supposed to look like and he didn't give you a chance to explore who you are he told you who you were supposed to be and I feel like so many times men can do that when it comes to sex. If the woman's not experienced, they will sit there and tell you and and they don't give you the chance to explore who you are. Yeah. All I got was uh, true love waits and make sure that you give your future husband a present. Yeah. You know, but nothing was ever said to me, um, especially being homeschooled, like nothing was ever said to me about... And then being in youth group, nothing was ever said to me about that. And I think that even if religion, religious aspects want to, uh, religious um, viewpoints, yeah. the religious viewpoints want to say, well, you shouldn't have sex until you're married. That's great. Yeah. I agree with you. Don't have sex till you're married. But we need more knowledge before we get married. We need better Um, even if it's just in our premarital counseling, we need better premarital counseling. We need the kind of counseling that, that you, like that white tiger had given me, which is like, you know, this is like, you were very blunt with me. A lot of different (laughs) things. Like you were like, you were like, um, you know, from, from just, just in the perspective of enjoying sex, enjoying Uh The guy um, telling, figuring out with myself, knowing that like masturbation, things like that were not bad. Like those are good things. That's like that is how it's supposed to be intended is is to explore those things. Yeah. And I think that um, we should be it. giving that to people. And you had said younger generations. I think even 50, 60 year olds, like I would love to know that they um were able to receive that knowledge because there are a lot of even, especially the older generations that have experienced sex in a very um, conservative way, except for maybe like Woodstock or something like that. Like Woodstock, (laughs) apparently they had lots of fun exploring, but even then they might've been all been missionary positions. We don't know. But like with older generations, especially in, um, the religious communities, like, it has been said very, very adamantly, like, do not engage in masturbation. Do not engage in this. It has put men to shame. Like, do not engage in this. Do not do this. And it's like, that's not fair. And that's why we have men cheating on women, like, in my personal opinion. It's just a personal opinion. I wouldn't but... even take it a little bit more. I don't even think it's that it's not fair. It is wrong it's impossible you can't tell a man to not eat for however long until you get into a marriage that's bullshit nobody can starve that long masturbation is a basic need for men it's scientifically proven 
that a man needs to masturbate at least, at the very least, once a week. Like, you can't sit there, I, I feel like that's, it's, it, it's inhumane to tell human beings. Now, I feel like women can last a little bit longer than men, so I'm emphasizing men, but it's inhumane to tell a man that he should not masturbate, like, it, it, at all until he's married. Like, that, that just... Because on top of that, then you're pressuring people to get married before they might even be ready. Yeah. Just because they need to get their needs met. Like, And then you're teaching the men that they should rely on these their wives to meet these needs. And it's it's like, granted, yes, the wives should meet the needs once in a while. Like, not once in a while, but as you know. But women should not have to, at least in my opinion, wives should not have to... Um, be the sole provider of a man's needs like that it's too much pressure for any woman and if there's a woman out there that honestly in this whole world if there's a woman out there that has solely provided for his man's physical sexual needs a hundred percent and he has never done anything else except with her i would literally second guess everything in in my life like that is like how I, I don't, yeah, I, I, I would even go, well, I, yeah, I would just say it's honestly impossible. Because that's like, I mean, what, like, okay, I married my husband at 18. He's 18, a 18-year-old young man. Like, you talk about teenagers, but as soon as, like, a Baptist man, 18-year-old man gets married to, like, okay, this sounds cocky, but to a really beautiful girl, it was like that's how cocky you are, gorgeous. <laughs> it was it was five like five days, uh, five times a day, or sometimes it was even like the long the the most amount of times that he wanted to do it was ten times a day on our honeymoon, mm-hmm. and that's like and that kept going. He's eighteen, like it's it's consistently he's always thinking about sex. He's always thinking about this or that. No woman, I was nineteen at the time. I should not have to be expected to do it. 10, 10 times a day just to satisfy my husband's need. Mm-hmm. Do you know how, like, chafing that would hurt? Or, like, how dry I'd get? Or how, like, exhausted? And let alone, like, the time. Like, yeah, nobody has time to do sex 10 times yeah. a day. Like, And you love sex. I absolutely love you sex. You love, yes. love, love sex. Wait until we get into your history <laughs> next podcast. Like, your, yes. your history is a lot more fun than mine. But when it comes to... Um, to that, like, to men, um, doing that, then you have the women, like, like, going into marriage and not knowing a dang thing about sex. Like, the guy is supposed to be the leader, but he doesn't know anything. Mm -hmm. The woman's supposed to follow along, but she doesn't know what's about to happen. And if you're just getting, which I didn't get a speech from my mom. I didn't get anything. I got no warning, nothing from my mom. But when, oh, really? No. My mom told me, just don't get pregnant. (laughs) That was all I got was, don't get pregnant. Yeah. And so, like, with with my with my mom she didn't say anything and so it's like if we would have if we would prepare our women and our men whether it's religiously or not religiously and we would because there is a way to prepare women better religiously than how we're doing it and there is a way to do it in um the non-religious non-conservative viewpoint that isn't um 
saying, oh, well, you have to have sex or you have to do this or something. Yeah. And, and saying that things are wrong, you know? And so in saying that, I think that we would have better honeymoons <laughs> like yeah. like I didn't get to enjoy I was in the room the entire time like trying to um because I didn't understand sex so when the so my honeymoon night the first time his penis came towards me and like it came not even like a centimeter inside of, like I'm talking hardly at all I didn't real like my instinct reaction I took him we were on an air mattress I took his shoulders and chucked him to the door oh when he first when he first <laughs> tried to insert <laughs> and, like, and he was like okay <laughs> so we're gonna take this in nine steps <laughs> and so like I remember like throughout our entire like we stayed out a little bit longer so like throughout our entire honeymoon like throughout that whole week he was like okay we're at step six I'm like oh my god are we step nine yet like <laughs> and like I remember thinking that and like so we would be like walking around the town that we were in and we'd be walking around and I would be like I don't think I can do this. Like, how many more steps are there? Like, because because I was, you know, getting broken and, yeah. and sex hurts the first time. There yeah. needs, there's, it, it's no butterflies. And no. This is what it's like. There's none of that. It, it, it fucking hurts, like, really, really bad. And then after the first day of when you've gotten it all the way in, you just want to fuck and fuck and fuck and fuck. And that's all you want to do. And you just want to have sex all the time and you're like where are you going you're gonna go work out you're gonna go to work when are you gonna be back because I want to have sex again like because <laughs> that's how we are as virgins like that's just how that's just how we are um especially after the first week if you're doing it that way if you're waiting until after marriage which is now I understand why people have honeymoons for like two weeks or something mm -hmm. because you need that time frame if you're a virgin because <laughs> you just crave it like all the time I remember that but it's just like I feel like if I would have had better knowledge I would have had a better sex life within my marriage and I agree with you that there's a way to um, educate women and men too that you don't like that doesn't include like porn or any of those things that you know like religious people are against like you don't need to watch porn you don't need to actually you know give a blowjob before you're married or have sex before you're married to be educated or feel at least prepared but I think it's more like the more people talk about it, the more it's not so freaking taboo. Like everybody does it. Every single mm -hmm. person does it. Like this is not something that is like, oh, Has you to murdered somebody. Doors. Like, but I feel like it, it, sex and murdering somebody, conversation-wise, is almost in the same page. Like if you, oh, you broke the law. It's it's such it's just as taboo as. <gasps> You had sex. <laughs> like, I mean, it's literally it's like true. that. At yeah. least in the religious circles, like that. Because you'll say, you'll say penis and pussy, oh, and you'll yeah. just say them out loud. And if I'm having a conversation, I'll be like, penis, like really you'll be quiet. Like, your hands over your mouth, and you're like, mm, uh huh. Yeah, even <laughs> like, when I'm trying to talk about it, I'll be like, you know, sorry, is there, like <laughs> masturbation. Like, and I'll like throw my hand away. Because uh -huh. it's just, it's how I was raised. Yeah. And I'm not saying like we need to be out there and like, Woo! Let's all have sex. Let's all talk. No, you like, don't want to draw but, attention to yourself. But like amongst our 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 women, or amongst our um, even if there's women and men in the same room, like it it doesn't have to be so taboo to have that conversation. And I'm looking forward to continuing um, talking and having 
more podcasts and hearing more about, especially about White Tiger's life. White Tiger, <laughs> White Tiger, you live the life that is in like our romance books uh, or yeah, like a very interesting life. <laughs> yes, very unique, all while doing a family at the same time, which yeah. is very, very impressive and having a full time job. So White Tiger is quite impressive. So we will have to talk about you next next, time. Yeah, next podcast. Yeah, because mine is just like the boring version. Yours is like the... I think yours is boring. (laughs) But yours is the reason why we're doing this. This is very true. I'm like, we have to educate people like me, like teenagers and like 20-somethings or even 50-somethings that are having my mindset. Can you imagine without White Tiger, like without you, what I would have been... Like, I don't think I would be with the boyfriend I'm with. Like, I would not have had the courage or all of all that led up to that if it wasn't for the knowledge that you had given me and that I had learned based on, you know, getting divorced and learning what sex really was. Well, I feel like you'd fall back into, like, because without the information, without the, like, I believe that information brings freedom. Like, it, Mm -hmm. it, it gives you a choice. If you don't know, if you're not educating, you don't know what your choices are. Yep. Then you, you will, in my opinion, you will fall under somebody else's control. Which is exactly what I sort of did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm afraid that you'd, you know, if I didn't help you out, you'd fall back into something else's control. (laughs) So we'll have to hear about White Tiger's um, history and about um, her knowledge and amazing knowledge of sex and Mm -hmm. different things like that. And we'll have to talk about that. And your uh, very unique, incredible life that you leave. That yeah. you need. That's how you say that. It'll be fun to talk about that. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, We hope you guys have a wonderful week. And uh, stay safe out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> use use protection. Definitely use protection. Don't, don't get don't don't get an accidental. <laughs> um, and be smart. Be informed and be aware. Yeah, I like that. That's a good way to end it. I like that. All right. Have a great week, guys. Bye.